Welcome to the Do The Thing podcast, where we do just that, doing the thing to help you overcome procrastination and build a legacy of wealth and success in your relationships, career, and business. Today's guest is Jesse Obuji. Jesse went from a D1A college football player to lieutenant in the United States Navy and is now the only current driver in all of NASCAR at the national levels that has ever been in the military. He's also a motivational speaker, which is something that is near and dear to mine and Bill's heart. Jesse, welcome to the podcast. Wow, man. Great resume. You've done some amazing things. Um, you know, we usually like to kick this off with, you know, what are some of the things that you've done recently to, to qualify as doing the thing, you know, aside from everything, you know, what are some something that we could talk about? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So thank you so much, number one, for even having me on the show. And thank you for all you do and highlighting all the great stories out there. Because <laughs> it's great for, you know, other vets and people in general just to hear this stuff and, and know that, hey, like, you know, we we as vets, we as service members, we as people who have served and done a lot of things in this nation, we have a lot of skills. And we can use those skills to turn them into a lot of great things, whether you want to work in the corporate world, where you want to start your own business, go after some crazy ventures, we're, we're so capable. So thanks for highlighting all that stuff. Um, with me, uh, you know, I've been basically doing just that, doing the thing. And, and the thing, I have multiple things now, which is great. So, um, you know, for me, you know, I, I went to the Naval Academy 2006 to 2010. I played college football there all four years and also ran track. Uh, graduated 2010, you know, became an officer in the Navy, uh, surface warfare, uh, went on two different deployments with two different ships over about a 15-month span um, between both of the deployments, uh, spent four years on those ships, and then from there transitioned to shore duty in about 2015 and spent, you know, the next uh, three years or so on shore duty um, in the Navy. And then from there, decided in mid-2017 to transition from uh, active duty to the reserves. And I plan on staying in the Navy Reserves until 2030, so I want to do my full 20. But outside of the military, I decided that, you know, during my free time and off time, um, I would start pursuing some other big goals and big dreams of mine. And the first one was to be a professional race car driver. And I know it sounds crazy, but, um, you know, back in 2015 or so, um, I started that journey. And, uh, you know, prior to that, even just to get to that point, I had to do the first thing that all people who go after a big goal and big dream have to, have to do. And that's one, you know, have a vision. You got to have a vision, seeing yourself doing it. And then from there, you know, take steps and take action, you know, proclaim it to the world that you're going to do it and then write it down and then start making it happen. And, and, and that's what I did. I literally was sitting in my room one night, January, 2014, um, had no racing experience prior to that, nothing, and wrote on my whiteboard. And on my whiteboard, I wrote, Jesse, become a professional race car driver. And then that is literally the day everything began. And then from there, it was just a grind, just trying to be resourceful, like, you know, military people could be. You can be resourceful. You know, finding people, networking, learning, trying to figure out, okay, how do I get in? What are the steps? Okay, I need to get this. I need to get that. And not letting the things that I didn't have be the reason why I couldn't and let the things that I didn't have be the reason why I was going to work hard to get them. So I never told myself, I don't have this. I always told myself, like, when can I have it? You know, and work towards, you know, being able to get the things I need to get to be able to um, pursue this journey and, and move forward with it. Um, alongside doing the racing journey, I also started some businesses. So my first business was um, back in 2015. Um, it's still going strong right now. And uh, I put on uh, drag racing events. 
in California, Arizona, and now Texas also. And these events, uh, you know, we're attracting crowds of anywhere between 1,500 to 6,000 people, depending on the event. And um, it's been going really, really well. And then uh, just a year ago, um, uh, got my brothers together, both of my brothers, and uh, they put in a little bit of money and we started a trucking company. And the company uh, is one year old now. Uh, we've made all our money back that we invested, plus more, and um, it's going strong. And uh, now getting into the real estate game and property management game here, like as soon as now, <laughs> and uh, getting that going, and that's been actually doing all right for the start. So, um, you know, got a lot of hands in different pots and a lot of pots cooking on different stoves, but going to make it all happen in my grandmaster scheme to to rules it's a small part of the world <laughs> brilliant brilliant and first of all let me say uh thank you thank you for your service um and you know i so i want to explore something with you 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 reached a point where you said this is what i'm going to do i'm going to be a race car driver so automatically i want to say awesome <laughs> we all have those dreams or have had at some point right of those kinds of things and you just snapped it Right. So the question is, before that decisive thing that you wrote down and said, this is what I am doing, um, many people are caught in that fog of indecision that clouds their view of uh, the things that are most important to them in their lives. And so for those people, um, you haven't just snapped it and done it. What, what would you say to somebody caught in that fog, how to get themselves out? What advice would you have for them? So, yeah, a lot of people do get caught up in the fog, you know, and, and it happens. It's a normal human thing. I mean, we all, you know, we get a little bit scared. We get a little bit nervous. We don't know what the right way to do because we don't want to fail, right? We're all scared of like, okay, I don't want to fail and just lose everything and be, you know, you know, whatever. Like, we all get scared. The thing is, you just have to make a decision. Like, there is, there is no right way. How can you sit here and predict that, going this certain direction on this certain route and this is going to be the perfect way and it's going to work how you can predict there's so many things can happen you can walk outside right after that decision and get hit by a bus and then what you know like you can't you can't predict exactly what's going to happen all you can do is control your level of effort and grind after that decision like and, and as long as it doesn't matter what the decision is you make as long as the effort grind and faith is there the entire way and you never quit and you continuously try to be as creative as you can possibly be try to grind and put effort and energy towards it every single day try to find new ways new things and just put energy towards it every single day your decision on where you want to go or how you want to do something does not matter you just had the only thing that matters is the point that you made a decision that's the only thing that matters you just have to make a decision it doesn't have to be completely right to start you just need to make one and once the decision is made now the universe looks at it like okay you're stepping into our territory now you're stepping into this thing called the the, the, the journey to success and since you're doing that guess what because you made a decision and, and and most people in the world won't ever we're going to give you success the universe is like i'm going to give you success i'm going to put it in your hands but this is what I need you to do first. I need you to start walking and grinding and grinding. And along the way, we're going to punch you. We're going to beat you up. We're going to kick you. We're going to throw you in a trash can. We're going to pull you out and throw you back in. We're going to try to drown you, but not kill you, but drown you. We're going to do all this stuff to you along the way. And then we're going to keep throwing things in your arms. It's going to get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. 
but we're never going to put something on you that you personally cannot actually handle. Everything that's happening is something that we already know can happen. And from there, as long as you don't quit, at the end, life will give you this thing called success. Love it. That's a true message on resiliency right there. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And, and also, you know, you know, just like that book, ready, fire, then aim, you know, get started, get going, start doing it. And then you'll, you'll manifest it through your resiliency and, and your motivation. And, and I love it. And you're actually a true example of how that can actually happen. Is that some of, I, I noticed on your website, you were, you're um, in a gymnasium, looked like you were, were coaching or doing some speaking, some motivational speaking with, with kids. Can you talk, do you use some of those uh, concepts in your coaching? Or can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in the gym at my, uh, my old high school and uh, it was the first time I had been back in a while. And um, I got the opportunity during their homecoming um, to uh, speak at the school and, and talk to them about my you know, journey that I've had, you know, in racing and everything I've been doing. And, you know, I probably had maybe, you know, five or so minutes to speak. But um, when I did, I, it was just cool just to be able to have that captive crowd there who was actively listening and actively wanting to do things in their life. I mean, all these kids are, you know, they're all 14 to 18 years old and they're looking to, you know, after high school, go off and, and do a lot of great things. They want to go to college. They want to start their own thing. They want to, you know, go to military, wherever they want to go, they're all wanting to do something. And um, it was great to kind of have that crowd and talk to them. And, and I do share some of these types of concepts and messages uh, with, with them. I shared it with them and I share it with everyone that I can. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's all really just a, a five-step process. And I tell people, like, the five-step process that I share with you is something you can apply to anything. Like it does learn over time. Like anyone who's successful has probably followed this process right here. Hmm. <clears throat> so we're gonna we're gonna get into the that secret sauce. And so I want to come back one more time to this fog of indecision. And what you've said very clearly is state your goal, right? Put that in writing. And then the thing from there that I think is most important, and you tell me your thoughts on it, is I think we all also have to say. A defining statement I am willing so you say I want to be a NASCAR driver you also have to say I am willing to get punched drowned and all the other things you said to be a NASCAR driver I am willing um, in other you know in the negative sense I am not willing to let things get in the way of my dream of being a NASCAR driver and then when you've made those statements and again I want your take on this then when those adversities come up You've already made that agreement with yourself. Not only is this what I want, but I'm willing to face the trials to get there, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's what you have to be willing to do. This is the other thing, too, I tell people, because facing those trials and tribulations, it sucks. It's not fun. It's not cool. And it's a really sucky situation always. And um, what I like to tell people is, like, it's okay. Like, when, when the trials, when the bad things happen to you, like, you've got to actually, like, I know at first it's a shock and you're going to be sad, upset, mad, angry, whatever. Um, when it happens, like, after you're done with the regular human motion that, emotions that we normally feel for stuff like that, then you have to look at it and smile. Because every time there's a setback, it's a setup for a phenomenal comeback. And that's what I like to share with people a lot and just let them understand that, hey, that good things are like coming after that. It's not, it's not always going to be bad. It's not always going to be a horrible experience. Like 
when bad things start coming your way, smile, because that means something good is right around the corner. But you just have to get through the bad. And too many times, a lot of people start quitting when the bad stuff happens. And that's why they never saw the good. So then, you know, when majority of the earth is quitting when bad things happen, and what they tend to do is have this negative thought that, okay, when bad things happen, it's over. And they share that with the rest of the world. And then everyone thinks, okay, when bad things happen, that means it's over. That's not true. There's only a minority of us who actually stayed through the bad things to see that at the end, there was actually something good. And that minority of us is a minority that actually, you know, ends up, you know, being successful and, you know, being on TV, making a lot of money, establishing some great systems, helping a massive amount of people, you know, finding cures to different diseases, you know, whatever. Like, those are the people who succeed because they stay through the crap. That's so true. We often find that things get much, much worse before they start to become better. And and most of us most most of us do quit before that turnaround happens. Is that so you mentioned a five step process. Is that some are those some of the things that you talk about in that? Can you break it down for us a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the five step process, I've already kind of gone through a few parts of it, but um, you know, I'll start from the beginning. You know, the first step obviously is you gotta have a vision. Right. You got to have this natural vision in your head of you doing whatever you have sought out to achieve and, and make happen. So it can't be just something you just make up in your head. Like right now, I could make up in my head that I'm going to be an astronaut and see myself doing that. Well, like that's not a natural thing. I just like made it up right now. Like it has to be something natural that you just feel and just have this passion for that keeps coming back in your mind and coming back in your mind and coming back in your mind over and over and over. That's that vision. Once you have that, now you have to basically proclaim that to the world. Once you proclaim it to the world and, and write it down, you're, 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 you're taking this action now, right? You're taking action every single day. You're taking steps every single day, pushing towards this thing, trying to make it happen, um, finding new ways, even if it's little things, like even if it's just sending an email, even if it's just, you know, going to a conference, even if it's just, uh, doing some research on Google, YouTube, whatever. You're just doing things every day to to put knowledge into your mind, to be resourceful, all that stuff into your mind so that you can push forward towards this thing and put energy towards it every single day. While you are putting energy and resources towards it every single day, now you will start basically experiencing life. <laughs> so life starts happening, right? Things start getting in the way. Things start not happening the correct way. Um, while those things are, are, are not happening the correct way, you're, you're, you're having a lot of issues. And this is like the, this is the dark part. It's like the third part. It's the, it's the dark part. You know, you're going to go through that dark journey and it's okay, right? Like part of the process. Oh, a small part within another small part. No, this is a step in the process. Like you, you have to, like it's, it's going to happen. You're going to go through dark stuff. So you can go through it and keep going and going and going. Now you get to the fourth part. The fourth part, as long as you continue to endure through the darkness and you push through it, knowing that it is a step in the process, you now get to what I like to call the finale, right? The people who got past that hump, the people who had faith during that time and knew that even as dark as it was, there really actually was a light, but you just had faith that you can continue to walk through the darkness and then get to the light. At that point of now, when you start beginning to experience all the different successes that come through um, after you endure all that stuff, and this is the success part, which is part four. 
And the reason I have a part five to it is because when this is all said and done, the thing that you kind of got to also sprinkle through the entire time is no matter what part of the process that you're at, you have to continue to help people, right? And I'm a firm believer of, you know, when you help people make their dreams come true, uh, your dreams will come true also. And and that's a a part that some people tend to forget about. Um, You know, they're grinding away, they're trying to make things happen for them or their family or whatever. Um, Be be ready to help people. There's going to be other people who you are going to meet along this journey that are doing the same thing that you're doing. These like-minded people will get attracted to your life. And they come and they get attracted to your life because they're all putting out the same energy waves. So they'll start coming in your life. Do not shrug those people off. Don't just ignore them. You know, just because you're busy and you're in your own grind, like do what you can to help them. And, and that doesn't mean you got to give everyone money or do this and that. Just do what you can to help them. Even if it's just, you know, just like in the Bible, you know, you know, teach a man or give a man a fish. You know, he's not hungry today. Teach a man how to fish and he'll be hungry no more. You know, it's the same type of deal. Like Sometimes I got to actually physically give them something, but maybe you help teach them something or guide them in something so that they can be self-sufficient after that. And now you created another positive person in society. Love it. So I'm going to segue over to some, some of the sexier things we're going to talk about. And, uh, you know, I want to preface by saying, look, everybody's going to go through this experience on December 31st or January 1st or maybe January 2nd if the hangover takes a day to wear off where they're going to sit down and go all right I'm making my New Year's resolutions and these are usually I want to lose five pounds or you know I'm going to be kinder to my spouse or whatever those things are very rarely are they I'm going to be a NASCAR driver (laughs) so that's like a superhuman resolution dude first of all I want to ask you you know did this evolve through your childhood where you were just that adrenaline adrenaline speed racer and then secondly what brought you to the point of making that particular superhuman decision (laughs) superhuman (laughs) um yeah so um you know, uh, I, I've all, you know, I've, I've always been a competitive sports person. I've always been in different sports, you know, since I was in middle school. And um, I, I'm just a person who likes the, the rush. And I like to go accomplish things in sports. And I think it's really fun and it teaches you a lot. And uh, so for me, after football was done, you know, I needed my next big thing to do that was in the sporting world. You know, when I was done with college football, I didn't have the NFL or anything like that. So I needed the next big thing. And racing kind of filled that 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 part of me, like because I've always liked cars. So I was like, oh, let me get into just racing. And at first, you know, I wasn't like truly racing. I was just going to different track days and you know going to the drag strip and you know just having fun doing little amateur like grassroots things that anybody can do. And um, after doing those for a few years, from about 2010 till about 2014, you know, I just made the decision. I was like, you know what? Like I've been doing this for a few years. Am I going to spend the rest of my life doing it at a low level, or am I going to be the person who I who I am, which is I go after big things. Why don't I try to become a pro driver? And at that point, I didn't know what style of racing I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to try to go after like you know Formula stuff or IndyCar or NASCAR or sports car. I didn't I didn't know. I just knew I wanted to be a pro driver. And then you know like I mentioned earlier, once I made that decision, the universe has its way of you know opening its doors and, and letting you in and once it starts letting you in it, it the, the door that it opened up to me first was nascar wow oh my god was like 
left like NASCAR. That's going to be the door. So, and, and how that happened was, you know, I, I made the decision in January that I was going to go after pro racing to, and then I started grinding from there, putting energy and effort towards it every day, researching, learning how to get into racing. In March, um, I, there was a car show going on that I did not want to go to because my car wasn't available at the time that I needed to bring. But I still, I, was, I told myself, you know what, worst from the worst, let me just go there and network. All right, let me just go and network and network with people there. I don't know why, but I'm just feeling I need to go and network. I went there, and on that Saturday, I was networking and ran into a guy who was racing late model stock cars. And um, after telling about all the stuff I was doing, um, he mentioned to me that, hey, you know, I, I race late models. You know, maybe you should look into racing stock cars. And I was like, wait, what? Like racing stock car, like NASCAR stuff? And he's like, yeah, late models at Irwindale Speedway in California. I was like, uh, sure, I'd be interested. And he invited me to do a test with his team um, uh, about two months after that. Well, you know, the very next day after I met that guy, I also went to my first NASCAR race with the girl I was dating at the time. And it just happened to all happen in one weekend. I'm like, wow, this guy invites me to go test with his late model team. And I'm going to my first NASCAR race this weekend. It was crazy. All this one fire and one. And that's when it just hit me. When I was at that race, I was watching. And I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I, I literally saw myself. I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I, I, there is no other place. Like, this is what's happening. And fast forward a few years later, now I'm here. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Can, can you share with us some of um, some of the highlights of your, your racing career and maybe even some, some scary moments that you've experienced on the track? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, highlights. Um, I think I've had some some decent highlights. I mean, I'm still searching for my first win in a stock car. I've had some decent finishes in late model stock cars. I've had some decent finishes in NASCAR K&N series and had some top 20 finishes in the NASCAR truck series now. Um, but I uh, haven't gotten that first win yet. And winning comes with a lot of different things like experience and and reach like money <laughs> money helps a lot because you can get on the right teams to that give you a chance to win but anyway still had some good successes i think for where i've come from and what i'm doing and for me you know at the end of the day you're as successful as you want to be like if i feel like i'm a success and i'm a success who cares what anybody else says so um uh for me you know those have been kind of my highlights right there some other highlights have been stuff off track um, I've gotten the opportunity with this great platform to be able to help people. Um, I've been able to help kids, adults, you name it. Um, one of you know, my favorite moments was when I got to give a ride in a two-seater stock car to um, a child, uh, Darian Nordstrom, and uh, he's at the time four years old, and uh, he had terminal cancer, and one of his goals was to get a ride in a stock car. So I was able to give him that, and uh, I'm a firm believer that that was that and all the other things other people were able to do for him. Well, he made his bucket list were the reason why he was able to make it to his fifth birthday and then his sixth birthday, and then unfortunately last year before his seventh birthday, he passed away. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we were, we were happy to be able to do what we could for him during that time, and I was happy I was able to see him um, one last time before he passed away. And, uh you know, his, his mom has told me, his mom had told me uh, right when I got to see him last time was, you know, Darian came to me and said, you know, mommy, I don't want to go to heaven unless I see Jesse again. So um, that really hit me hard. And, um, you know, I'm glad I was able to see him a week before he had passed away and uh, make that happen for him. But, you know, those are the kind of things where, you know, you got to kind of sometimes put down what you're doing and, and go be there for someone, help someone, help them achieve what they want. Because by doing that, you know, God will come back down and bless you in so many different ways. And, um, you know, it's just good for everybody when that happens. 
So listen, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, and yeah, I might be wrong about this, but my guess is when you declared I'm going to become a NASCAR driver, and by the way, beautiful story. Um, that's such an honor and, and such a blessing you were able to do that. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say when you declared I'm going to be a NAS NASCAR driver, driver, at least one person in your life, perhaps more, said you're crazy. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, at least one. <laughs> they still say I'm crazy. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, there, there, there definitely has been, you know, some people who didn't think it was possible. A lot of people who would tell you it's not possible. And those are the, those are the, that's the noise that you have to drown out. You know, at the end of the day, some of the people they're they they love you and care about you, and they just don't want to see anything. You know, they don't want to see you go down a crazy path that doesn't. because they didn't have your vision. You got to remember, like, that first step I told you about the vision part, only you were given that vision. That's why I said it had to naturally come to you. Only you were given that vision. It, it wasn't that same vision of you going after what you want. wasn't given to your mom. It wasn't given to your dad. It wasn't given to anybody else. It was given to you and you only. So when someone tells you that you can't do something, they're really saying it because they weren't given your vision. If they were given your vision, they would never say it. They'd be like, no, you're, you're supposed to be there. Like, I already know it. You know, but they weren't giving the vision. So it's okay if they say that, you know, you can't do something or whatever because of this reason, this reason. It's okay. They're only saying it not because they're right. They're saying it because they were not given your vision. So that's what people have to understand. Like, just because people are saying no doesn't mean that, like, oh, man, it's not meant to be. No, they just weren't given your vision. One hundred percent. The only person that can see that vision is you. And the only person that can action that vision is you. Um, well said. And one of the things that's um, been on the top of my mind throughout this conversation is maybe this is a two-part question. So, one, how do you manage all these projects, you know, between being in the reserves, your multiple businesses, and your, your racing career? And, and two, on the veteran perspective, what is some advice that you have for for veteran entrepreneurs or veterans that are considering becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah, so um, so veterans, you know, wanting to you know go after being an entrepreneur and um, you know all that stuff. Like you, what you mentioned, how do I balance all this stuff? That's the first part of it. <clears throat> like anyone wanting to go after entrepreneurship, anyone wanting to go after anything, it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship. It can be anything. Um, you got to have the balance, right? You got to know how to balance time. And too many times people will say, oh, I don't have time because of this or because of that. That's BS because there's 24 hours in a day. That's a lot of hours. Like if you really crack down and see how much time you're wasting doing BS on BS, like there's a lot of hours in a day. Like there's people who will sit here and tell you that they don't have time but they spend a couple hours a day on uh, on Netflix or whatever, watching TV, watching a football game, watching this and that, doing something that has nothing to do with their goal and dream. Well, that time that you're spending could be time you're spending towards going after your goals and dreams. You know, going after your goals and dreams doesn't mean that, you know, like all 24 hours in a day have to be devoted towards it. You might just only have two to three hours a day to devote towards it, but spend those two, two to three hours every single day and it adds up because that's two to three more hours that everyone else who also had that same goal and dream and they're too scared to go after it, those are hours that they didn't spend on it. So get ahead of them. If you spend one more hour a day than, than, than someone else on that goal, well, guess what? At the end of the year, you're 365 hours ahead of them. 
right? That's that's quite a bit of hours. I mean, that's I mean, it's like, yeah, like 10, 11, 12, whatever, you know, how many every day, 10 to 20 days, you know, ahead of them now, because you spent all that time. So, so, so break down your 24 hours, write it down on a piece of paper or on your notes on your phone, I'm a big fan of notes on your phone, write it down, break down your day, say, okay, I'm going to sleep from midnight till 6am. And then I'm going to get up from there. And then from 6am till whenever I'm going to work on my goal. And then maybe I got to go to my day job after that from 8am till 4pm uh, or 5pm. And after that, I'm going to go work out and then come back and eat dinner. And then, you know, from 8 p.m. till midnight, I'm going to work on my goal again. Or maybe you have kids. So, okay, I'm going to spend time with my kids from 8 till about 10. Then they got to go to bed. Once they go to bed, then I'm going to spend 10 till midnight working on my goal again. And maybe I only get two hours. Maybe I only get four hours to work on it. But I'm going to spend that, eight, you know, two to four hours, seven days a week working on it so that I can get there and provide a better life for me, provide, provide a better life for my family and people around me. Hey, absolutely. And I, I like to use um, a concept, you know, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, and, and he uses a, a, a concept called rapid, rapid planning management. And within that concept, he uses a, a tool called chunking. And what he does, what he talks about is kind of grouping together things into bite-sized pieces, not thinking like, hey, I've got to write a whole business plan today, and I've mm -hmm. got to do everything else and execute my business. Bring it, break it down into in the bit, bits and pieces that you could do. Like you said, you know, one hour focus on section one of your of your business plan, right? And then maybe tomorrow you have time to do part two, and then part three, and all of a sudden, like you said, you know, we have a full comprehensive plan. Exactly, it's chipping away at it every single. That's why I tell people, going after these goals, dreams. It's a seven days a week thing. It's not uh, Monday, Tuesday only. It's a seven days a week thing. And and once you have your stuff written out and laid out, you take pieces of it every single day. And you know, I have all. I mean, my my notes list for my to do list for all the stuff I'm doing. Um, you know, it's literally pages. I think it's probably like five six pages long. But I know I'm not going to accomplish all those in one day. It's called my today list, but it, I don't do everything in one day. So I just go to, you know, one to two or three of them and I knock them out each day. You know, some of them take me a long time. Some of them take me just a few minutes, but I keep knocking them out. And every time I knock them out, it feels great because I get to cross one out, cross one out, cross one out. And, and, and then I know, okay, I'm accomplishing things. I'm making things happen every single day. And then by the end of the year, it all adds up. And you look back, you're like, wow, like I actually made money or I actually accomplished this, or I actually hit this goal, or I actually got way closer to my goal now. You know, it, it will add up, but you've got to do this stuff every single day. You know, you gotta, you got to you gotta be faithful to the few things that you're given, and then you will be a ruler overall. Beautiful. Yeah, we <clears throat> couldn't agree with you more. We espouse incremental change. We say to people that too many times they're looking across that valley and they're saying, I'm here and that valley's miles long to where I want to get and man, it's just too far away and they judge themselves against the end as opposed to the next step in the journey. And when you start making these little chip away incremental steps, right, is where you make the real progress because in aggregate, they build up to be significant monumental change. So I think that's beautiful. I want to ask you this. So Jesse, you, you probably don't know this, but I've been working on a novel for just about five years. <laughs> and, um, I actually set out 
And I actually said, I'm going to write a best-selling novel in, in four months. And that was five years ago, right? Um, but one of the things that mm -hmm. happened to me, and I want to explore this with you, is, man, I wake up in the middle of the night. This is how I know I'm on the right path, is I wake up in the middle of the night, 3.30 in the morning with ideas, and then I just cannot sleep, and I get up and go to work. So tell me about the passion that occurs when you decide and you've got your life plan. Yeah, when you have that passion, those are the kind of things that will happen. Things will keep you up at night. Things will wake you up at morning. But that's why people who are going after their goals and dreams, people look at them crazy. They're like, oh, man, you barely get any sleep. Like, you know, how do you even do that? Because, like, my passion woke me up. When your passion wakes you up, you don't need that much sleep. When your passion gets you up in the morning, I mean, five hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, like, feels perfectly fine because your passion got you up. When something else gets you up that you don't want to get you up for, that's when you're tired. Have you ever, like, you know, uh, had to maybe go to work the next morning or go do whatever the next morning or do something you really didn't really want to do the next morning, but you had gotten, like, nine hours of sleep prior and you were still dead tired? Because you aren't getting up for something you truly want to do. When your passion doesn't wake you up, it, it takes a lot of sleep to want to get up. When your passion wakes you up, it doesn't take much sleep. Two, three hours, you could be up and be feeling like a million bucks because it's your passion. You know, that's why little kids, when, you know, they have a, a, a baseball game or a um, football game, you know, the next morning, they're like staying up the whole night because their passion kept them up and they're not even tired the next day. You're not even tired at all. Your, your passion will get you up. That's when you know you're going after the right things. Love it. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And this kind of reminds me of Christmas morning too, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kids exactly. wake up before parents. But you're right. It energizes you. And, and that passion, it, it, it seriously drives you. You see it with every every successful entrepreneur, everyone, every successful businessman. You see it, that that passion keeps them going. Now, now, Jesse, I know we're kind of coming to the end of our time, and we'd like to kind of wrap it up a little bit. Um, but before we go, can you tell the audience um, how they can learn more about you, how they can reach you, and um, all that good stuff? Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, anybody in the audience listening, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, you know, you can always, uh, you know, look me up on all the different social media platforms. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. Just look up my name. That's uh, Jesse, J-E-S-S-E. -S -S -E. Last name is I-W-U-J-I. And if for some reason you can't spell it or remember that, then the easiest thing is go on Google and type in Navy NASCAR driver. And I should be the only one that pops up for a few pages. And you can look up my name from there. But um, follow me on all the pages. Go on to my my uh, my uh, email list. Um, yeah, those are all the different ways people can reach out to me and follow this journey and continue to support. Rock and roll, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'd love to do a follow-up in a, in a couple of months if you're open to that. Yeah, most definitely. In a couple of months, hopefully some bigger and better things are even happening. So as long as I keep on putting energy towards it, that will happen. Boom. 100%. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Phenomenal session, man. Thank you so much. And uh, to everybody, we may or may not be live uh, around before Christmas. And if we're not, happy holidays to everybody. Enjoy. Do the things that are most important. And that's family. Most definitely. All right. Thanks, everybody.